Burning. I like that. Welcome back. This is the uh, first of all podcast. This is Nathan. I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. Um, I do welcome week at a college uh, event wise, and I was very busy. Um, so McCarty uh, took over as your main host, which is usually my responsibility. Um, but we are on as we are on every Thursday, and uh, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Dude, you were like, whatever, looking for some piece for your iPhone, which I think is some sort of, some sort of uh, adapter. Am I right about that? You are correct. Okay, well, a side note is iPhone. Like, what, what you doing? What What are you doing about with the with the adapter thing? It's like just we all have headphones. We've been plugging them in the headphone sized hole for years. And then you came out with a phone, and you need the adapter. And it's, you know, I lost a lot of respect. I'd never had much to begin with, but now I have even less. But really the whole point of what I'm trying to say is I said you said something like, I hope the cats didn't take it. And I said, that's the only logical explanation. And here's the thing. Can I get an explanation on the why? The word explanation doesn't have a, an I between the A and the N. Now, explain that. Explain, E-X-P-L-A-I-N, why the word explanation doesn't have the I. Tell me that. I have no answer for you. You have no answer, Nate. No answer. Why do we do these things? I don't trust the English language as a whole. You know, studying another language... They got, you know, they they have rules. They have things that make sense. The English language makes no sense. <laughs> and how how dare us, as English speaking people, just make stuff up, like silent letters, you know, and then we just force it down other people's throat. Our silent letters and just absent letters with no explanation. And we just make other people learn it. How how dare we? We are the iPhones of the languages. We're the iPhones. We're the new iPhone. We're the iPhone. I I want to say ten. Who knows? I mean, there's too many to keep count. But iPhone ten of normal language, and it's frustrating. And as a matter of fact, the only good thing about iPhones is that they're probably teaching kids how to count because there's so many uh, you know versions of it. And maybe that's their maybe that's their goal as they progress through them maybe uh sorry that that just really just you know it's just got under my eyelids a little bit no it's okay i actually uh, wanted to discuss cats a little bit well go ahead then say what you got to say i mean they're overrated is what i'll say initially but go ahead well i, I kind of think you you brought one up but i had another one that i was thinking about but with the iphones i think iphone and this is if they want to sponsor us in the future i think that they have strategically placed themselves in a situation where you have to buy extra things to own an iPhone. So they got super popular, and then you have to buy the attachments with it. And they've made their attachments just cheap enough that they break you know, every so often. Just like with their software updates, everybody talks about, oh, it ruins your phone, it slows it down. Yes, they're very smart and they're very good at what they do. 
And I think that if I worked at Apple, my favorite type of people would be cat owners because cats will literally chew through anything and everything. And so you're constantly needing new chargers, new adapters, and they, they take things and you can't find it anymore. So mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest recurring customer for Apple is, is cat owners. As a matter of fact, I think that the I think that the phone repair industry simply wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Apple slash iPhones. And people might say, well, yeah, you know, that's because there's so many people that have them. No, I have I've had Android phones my whole life. And and let's pause for a second. Let's just take a, a media time out here and notice that throughout i think we're on episode 35 maybe 35 episodes you guys haven't noticed a difference in the way nate his phone does stuff and my phone does stuff we record on an app and it's all through our phone same quality okay so that's really all you need to know about everything in in terms of apple versus android nothing changes it's basically it but i will tell you what is the biggest difference is my phones don't break Okay, I got a Motorola phone, which it's ancient. I mean, they they discovered the 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 pyramids of Giza, and then my phone was in there. I mean, it's it's pretty old. It's actually a brand new phone, but just Mo- Motorola as a brand. I still think they make beepers. If you guys remember those things, uh, and, and my my phone's like a little bit of a step up from that. It's just a touchscreen beeper, is really what it is. But my phone doesn't. My my screen doesn't break. Nate, sometimes he has to go he, – he has weekly uh, scheduled doctor's appointments where he gets little shards of glass removed out of his index fingers because the glass just keeps breaking on his phone. And in terms of cats, I've seen Nate's cat one time. They were probably two weeks old, maybe three days. Who knows? They pulled a whole curtain off the wall and then hit it, and we still don't know where it is. As a matter of fact, they might have eaten it. I don't even know. And it's a fact they did, they did pull it off. I think I mean it's a big thing. We found it eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean I agree with you. The only the only really cool thing, and I've brought this up before, that Motorola has done. I think it's Motorola is they make like outside attachments to their phone, like apps for the outside of the phone. Yeah, they made a projector. I think um, I think there was one that was like a speaker of some sort. But those are useful, you know, and and you a normal pair of $5 headphones when you need to at the airport. Instead, Nate is walking two miles in his Crocs because he has to find somewhere in the airport that sells these adapters that are $15 for like three inches of court. Did you just find out that you can say anything on this app or on this podcast and it's just okay because like people probably don't know? Oh, uh, you have to elaborate. I don't on wear that, Crocs. Nate, you don't have to lie. But about the it. people don't know that I don't wear Crocs, so they're thinking to themselves when they're picturing me that I got a bunch of cats, and my stuff's always breaking. I'm in the hospital wearing Crocs. Well, will you tell me what about it is not the truth? Pretty much everything except I have two cats. Yeah, he does have two cats. But here's the thing: you have to establish you have to establish trust, Nate. Here's your lesson. You have to establish trust, and the and the audience trusts me. 
And when I say things, they believe me. Now, is it whose fault is it that they don't believe you? That you start to question your own your own judgment. I explain to them whenever I need to leave and why I left and why I couldn't make the podcast. That doesn't mean they trust you, bro. They just don't. Uh, here's what I don't trust. Um, Nate, let's see. I'm trying to think back to the living accommodations that you've had. And, I, and I, I've known most of them since I've known you. And I don't remember there ever being a gate. A gated community is really what I mean. Like you don't have to have some sort of code to get into the parking lot. Am I missing one? Did you ever have a gate? Of some that sort? I myself lived in. That you yourself lived no, in? No, I never had one of those. Okay, uh, which is actually kind of surprising because Nate, sometimes when he's walking down the street, he'll turn around and, and he'll jump you know, out of fear, but it's really just like his shadow. So he, he's like a pretty scared person. And uh, that's why he got two cats. He just didn't – he's got a wife too, but that, you know, that's just not enough company. You never know if the boogeyman's in there. And if he is, the cats are going to find out. That's really why I got him. But uh, what I don't get most is just like – people that live in gated communities your house is built with gated communities on it it's called a lock there's locks on the door there's locks on your bedroom door there's locks on your bathroom you you all you all you guys got little miniature dogs that wouldn't do anything but they would at least let you know if there's an intruder and why are we adding another gate out there in the parking lot and half the time, it's impossible to figure out. Impossible. I have tried in the last week two different gated communities. I've tried to get in both of them. I couldn't figure out the code and like how you're supposed to type it in or if it's like motion censored or if you have to have a certain fingerprint. It's just like what about normal middle-aged or no- normal middle-class white people are so terrified of other middle-class white people that they have to put a gate in front of their cars i can't wrap my mind around it yeah i don't know i've never i've never really been a fan of the of the gated community because on on the one hand it keeps people out but like what if the people that suck are in there with you really yeah and you just you basically threw yourself into a cage and it takes much longer to get out if you need to yeah, I don't get the gate communities i think it's just like a if you wanted a neon sign on your forehead that said I'm scared. That's what a gated community is, I think. That's the that's the closest comparison I can think of. Yeah, I don't really get it. It's 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 a form of uh hate to say this word, it's a form of segregation from the people like you say that are scared and the people that aren't. And I want to clarify, I'm not scared. I'm real I'm realistic. <laughs> nice how to throw that in. He's there. realistic about things that don't actually happen. So whatever you want to call that. Doesn't that doesn't even make sense. Um, Nate, we don't talk about sports on here a lot, but um, did you happen to see what happened between Kansas State and Kansas last I night? I saw that there was a brawl, and I saw that someone was suspended indefinitely, but I didn't actually watch the brawl. All right. Uh, it doesn't matter because I'm actually going to explain it. So I just want to get your opinion since you play a lot of pickup basketball, like more than more than I do. Um, I just want to like get your opinion on what you who what you think – was in the wrong or who you think was in the wrong. So here's the scenario. Kansas state is down 22. Okay. 22 points with five seconds left to Kansas. And 
Kansas State is not ranked. Kansas is ranked like pretty highly and has been for a lot of years. Um, there's five seconds left in the game. It's a blowout. The Kansas State guy steals the ball from a Kansas player that's just trying to run out the clock. And then he steals the ball and he runs down to the other end to shoot a layup. The Kansas got two Kansas guys chase him down and block it out of bounds and then stand over him and taunt him, essentially. I don't know what was said, but it probably wasn't PG, but they stand over him. And that's what incited the brawl. Now, I believe I've given you enough context, but you tell me what, who you think was in the wrong, the Kansas State player for stealing the ball or the Kansas player for blocking him and then standing over him. What do you think? Kansas State player, 100%. For stealing the ball. For stealing the ball. See, I want you to elaborate on it a little bit, but I'll just say initially I disagree. Okay. I I don't I didn't grow up with with a whole lot of basketball sports etiquette, but I just know that in sports etiquette in general, I know that it's worse had Kansas stolen the ball from Kansas State and done a layup. That is uh, etiquette wise and sportsmanship wise, that's worse than what happened. But there was no point in the Kansas State person stealing the ball from those that were trying to just do proper etiquette. So when he stole the ball and took it down, that was going to be in the face of the guy that had the ball in the first place when he was just trying to run out the clock. If it were me, I'd chase him down and block him too. Would I stand over him and taunt him? Probably not. But if you are going to invite that on yourself, then you have to be uh, the person to blame, and I think you need to be ready for that. I get that perspective. I, I've listened to a ton of people talk about it today. I was talking to a friend of mine about it. I do get that. Here's what I think. I think when you're up 22, you're clearly the better team and have been for a long time. You automatically become responsible to be the bigger person. I think that you obviously have winning in your blood. You've done it for a while you should know what it feels like to be the better team and to have respect from those around you. And like that Kansas state player was wrong for that. He shouldn't have done it. It was stu- It was childish what he did, what he did in terms of basketball etiquette. It's like, why? Like that just, there was no reason to do that. And it was a slap in the face, but the Kansas player should laugh it off. Look at his homies and just point at him and tell him how childish he is because that two points changed nothing. It changed. It made the Kansas State player look even more stupid. I think if they would just let him make it, and then the Kansas player went and blocked him with one there when they're up twenty-one points. They just there was no point to it. And then he started something that never needed to happen at all. He could have just let it go. They would have won by nineteen and then moved on with their lives. Now instead, there's this huge brawl. The Kansas player is the one that got suspended indefinitely over a game that was meaningless. It was, it, they were up 19 or they would have been up 19 and the Kansas state player would have looked dumb anyway. I just think the Kansas player had the upper hand in every way and then chose so poorly how to react to that. Yeah. And I can, I can understand some of that. I just think when you, you as a coach are, you know, telling your players that they have to, be at a certain level of etiquette and be the bigger men. Like in the situation with Kansas, they are accustomed to winning and they have done it more. So it does put them in that place, but then to ask them to go beyond proper etiquette 
in the middle of the adrenaline of winning a game they were about to win and not do anything when someone else breaks that etiquette, I just think I just don't think it's really any fault of their own for for doing what they did, especially in the middle of something um, like a sport. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like uh, there's there's arguments either way, and we don't talk about sports on this podcast. This may literally be the first time. Um, it was just a very interesting something that happened yesterday, and there's tons of unwritten rules in basketball. Essentially, if you if you're not familiar and you plan on playing basketball, if you're losing by a lot, you take that loss and you move on. Like you got defeated, that's the way it goes. And then on the other side, if you're the team that's destroying somebody, you just Take your lo- take your win and move on. Like, don't rub it in somebody's face. Don't be annoying about it. It's it's bad enough to beat somebody by twenty plus, much less to tell them about it. So it's just like all bad, and all stupid. It's a bunch of kids essentially. I mean, they're all like eighteen years old uh, and on national TV trying to prove themselves. So it's kind of not surprising. It just ended pretty annoyingly. Um, and like brawls, they act like brawls are like the worst thing to ever happen to sports. I'm like, no, it's not. We love it. We'd love to see it. It shouldn't happen, but it's also not that bad. So um, this one got a little aggressive. Like, the, some, I think he picked up a stool and hit somebody with it, which is bad. But um, anyway, I just wanted to get your take on it. We don't have to talk about sports anymore. Um, I actually, the other uh, thing that oh I'll no 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 after after no. you <laughs> I insist. Okay. Uh, I was going to move on to a different topic. So if you have something else you need now, speak now or forever hold your peace. I have a different topic. Go ahead then. I just saw my cat putting his nose under the door and getting ready to, to try to come in here. Um, I saw this video the other day and I, you, you know that they say that cats always land on their feet, right? <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. This, yeah, I know th- that there was a video of this guy holding a cat and he held it at about four feet. And he dropped the cat, and the cat landed on his feet. And then he holds it, I think it was like 10 inches. It's like 8, eight inches. inches. Yeah, 8 over inches. The, over the countertop, and he dropped the cat, and the cat flipped over. And then he drops this, it landed on its feet. And then he drops it from 4 inches, and this cat flips over in enough time to put its feet down. Like, what in a yeah, cat is able to do that, first of all? And number two, like, it has to do that. And like you know I, what you're saying is you don't think the cat can avoid yeah and i don't get that how, i mean it's just like unavoidable for the cat i don't get that i don't get it either i don't know how we as humans haven't like mastered that technology <laughs> like whatever it is in cats that make their center of gravity like so quick to react to flip them over we need to master that in like human or mechanical form because i sh- i'm sure that could be really really useful for a lot of the transportation that we have. But I saw that same video and it's so wild, like how quick the reflexes of a cat are, even at f- like four inches off the ground to flip over and land on their feet. And it's not only was the cat landing on its feet, it was landing in like the exact same position, whether it was four feet or four inches. It was like still like not touching the ground, like their belly still never touched the ground. It was amazing. Yeah. And, pl- and please, everybody, just think about four inches. Like we're saying four inches. And it's like, oh, he had some space to maneuver. It literally looks like the cat does a 360 and then sets itself down. Just like completely flips all the <laughs> way so around crazy. and then sets down. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I don't know that. I bet Nate's cats can't do it. You know, they're kind of like, they're cats, but like kind of cats. I, I asked Jess if we could try and she said no. 
it doesn't look like it hurts the cat at all, except the cat is like really confused as to why they just keep getting dropped on. Yeah, the I know my cat would just would just stay the way he is. One of Nate's cats is like mostly fur, and then like sometimes you stick your hand to touch it, and your hand goes all the way through <laughs> it. It's like only fur. Um, I was at a friend's apartment uh, a couple of days ago. And somebody would be like, <laughs> McCarty, you have a friend. Like, that's that's the joke. No, that's not funny. My dad says that all the time. Uh, I was at a friend's apartment, and there was a lamp, a big, tall lamp. Uh, I would say a normal lamp, though this lamp looked like it was probably more expensive than other lamps. And somebody was like, that's a cool lamp. And the guy, the apartment owner said, I think I got that as a wedding gift. I was like, that what? That can't be right. No one gets a lamp. No one g- brings a lamp to your wedding. And I was like, this is what I got you. That would be the most cop out and disrespectful gift of all time in weddings. I got my sister sunglasses, which was pretty strange. But in my defense, she loved those sunglasses and wore them every day. So, and like that, I understand that's kind of a weird gift, but, and they were going to Jamaica for their honeymoon and I knew about it. So sunglasses is like a pretty big part of that, but a lamp that's like almost insult borderline insulting. Unless I'm crazy, Nate, that seems insulting. Do you know if it was on a registry or not? I didn't ask, but they were like, yeah, I mean, you need lamps. Like when you move into your apartment, you need lamps. I'm like, you also need like, bed sheets but no one's getting you that it, it, you don't get people like home uh, economic stuff that that's not that's not what you get i will say like we got a lot of uh kitchen stuff i think kitchen stuff is kind of a big one but honestly and this i mean i don't know if this is just a, a you know an age thing or whatever but i honestly would never think to get a lamp i know and would you have been like Oh, that's really cool. Like, I'm really glad you got me that. Or would you be like, what? I mean, I guess, you know, you would use it, I guess, but you wouldn't be excited. Well, and I think the reason people don't get people lamps is because that's normally like, uh, tell me if I'm using this word wrong. It's like an aesthetics kind of thing. Like, it's got to go with everything else you have. Yeah, I've never thought about lamps in that way, but that's true. I have two lamps in my apartment, but it's just because I found them. It's not like I, like, planned for them to be specifically in my apartment that matches my furniture it's just like this lamp was no doubt like a decent amount of money like maybe close to like 60 to 80 dollars which is like a way too much to spend on a lamp for one and two so many cooler things so many cooler things to spend 60 to 80 dollars on for a newly married couple other than a lamp yeah, I don't I don't get the lamp. I like with just marrying Jess and thinking about like all the things that we match in our living room. Like it came in a set. Like we bought a set of furniture and they were like lamps come with this set because they match the set. I just I feel like it's an unspoken ruler. It should be that you don't get somebody a lamp. And also don't put lamps on your registry. If it was on their registry, that's their own fault. That was already stupid if they did that. I don't think it was, but if it was, then it's definitely their fault. Well, and that's a that's a big thing when you get to a registry. You got you know you got to have that conversation with your future spouse that like say you know we we saw something while we were out. I can't remember what it was, 
but she said, let's just put this on there and maybe we'll get it. And I said, yeah, but you know, you got to prioritize the things you want because if they get that instead of something else, because they see that it's there and available, if it's not there and available, they'll probably get the other thing that you want more. You actually get to rank things like on your, you don't rank them. That's what I'm saying. If you don't put it on there, then it's not important. So if you keep it off, maybe all the important things that you actually need will get bought. Dude, I think we're going to move into an age where you like you start putting like subscriptions and stuff on your register. Like how cool would it be if you were like uh, HBO Go subscription and then somebody just got you that for like a year? That would be so worth, I think. Oh, I would love that. You know, you could put you could put all the good stuff on there. Xbox Live. Big deal. <laughs> there you go. Or like Tuesday night date night with with Domino's Ooh. and they like have to buy you. Ten dollar pizza every Tuesday night for they would end up regretting that one. Yeah, I think that's the age we're gonna eventually move into. My mom got me a a a gift card to Chili's online, bro. In my email inbox, it said Santa got you a Chili's gift card. Wow, what a hero! It's like, yeah, I was like, Santa's a hacker now. Apparently, (laughs) I don't. How does he? How does he know my email address? Hey, how's your mom? I don't know. I know how to do that. I don't know, dude. She can barely even see anymore, I think. <laughs> Sometimes I see her, like, looking around, like, touching stuff. And it's like, Mom, <laughs> if you want your glasses, just ask, you know? Oh, jeez. Um, Nate, you said you planned a uh, welcome week for college kids. Um, and what what exactly would you say you're welcoming them to? Give me, like, a 10-second like a 10 second explanation 10 second okay we are welcome welcoming all the students to the college we're making them feel a little bit more comfortable with music and food and other people mingling and just hoping that they can create some relationships right off the bat i see nate took the strategy of still say the same amount of words just say them faster so that he could get the 10 seconds i fit it in and everybody knows what i'm talking about i'm gonna cough give me a second (coughs) sorry um and we're back um, and I also want to point out too that really what these welcome weeks are about is forcing people to interact with other new people and making them be friends when one, they don't want to do it. You don't realize when you're going through something like welcome week, how much you actually need it because you're all, everybody's arrogant. Everybody that goes to college, like for your first day thinks that they know everything about college, even though they've never been to one, they've talked to their friends briefly about it. They think they don't need welcome week. And you get to the end of welcome week and you're like, dang, I got 30 people's friends. I don't even know. I I, I got these friends. I've never even talked to them about, you know, my favorite kinds of movies or like, I don't even know their last name. And you just feel your, you feel great, but you also kind of only surface level know everybody. You know, there's no like deep friendships, but there's like a lot of surface level. Well, and I think that it's kind of reverse psychology in some in some circumstances. Like if you take, you know, uh, you get to a class and they're like, all right, we're going to say our names and one thing that we like to do in life. And you had that in college, didn't you? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm the worst icebreakers ever. Yeah. And you had to do it for every single class ever. And you and, you know, you're like, oh, I, I like soccer. And then the next person's like. Um, I like, uh, I don't know, driving cars and you're like, this didn't work at all. We have nothing in common. And you're walking out and you're like, I can't believe they make us do that every time. And like, I know that's crazy. And then all of a sudden you're friends. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, the thing you have in common is that you don't want to do it. Right, you hate those things. And I feel like at this point, instructors or faculty know that, and they're and they're just. And I think that's kind of how Welcome Week is, because they're like, here's food. You know, sometimes the conversation is, why does this guy always buy us pizza for every single event? And then they talk about the pizza. And next thing you know, they have an inside joke about the pizza. And that's what I like to create. And they're like, why is this guy, the guy that plans this, why are his lips look like big blobs that I would jump on at a theme park? I was being fairly hypothetical. Like that. that was very personal. Sorry, I did. Yeah, you're right. Um, I We're going to wrap it no, up we're also here. Kidding. We're joking. About what? Offended. They don't know that we're joking. I have oh, big lips. I think they know. Okay. Yeah, if, if you want to call them lips. We don't even really know what they All are. All right, man. Uh, protrusions out of your okay. face. Um, we're going to wrap it up because I have to pack. I'm headed to Minneapolis for the weekend. Hey, Otherwise, not, not relevant. Um, my uncle calls it the cold hell. Cause that's basically what it is. Just freezing all the time and no one wants to be there. Uh, and then I leave on Monday, uh, which is everybody's favorite part about Minnesota. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I'm glad that Nate could finally join us after weeks and weeks of preparation for this episode um this is the first of all podcast um as i mentioned last week we have a way that you can support the podcast now if you go on the anchor app or online uh, there's a support feature um and we would appreciate that and then uh as i said like we run ads so that we can kind of sustain ourselves while we do this um every little bit helps of course and just uh it's also a good song yeah um we also have a facebook page if you'd like to get connected with our community and um it's the best way to like find the episodes and weekly updates and stuff like that so like us on there uh tell your friends about this uh wonderful podcast that you enjoy every week and uh we'll do it again next thursday you'll hear from us again uh we appreciate you guys tuning in we'll see you guys next week